0: Hey everybody! Cheers. We're back. It's a very special bonus episode with our friend Stephen Taylor O'Connor. <laughs> and literally, and you did the are, you literally just the exact opposite I said I was not It's like Aerosmith. Like, <laughs> yeah. You've been drinking. That's fine. When aren't we drinking? Let's just be honest. Hey everyone. His name is Steven Tyler O'Connor. So. You probably saw the Taylor in your head from you making a joke about because yourself. Actually. I always mispronounce shit. And you and just made a joke. Just yeah. like RuPaul. Five seconds ago. Hmm. Does RuPaul always mispronounce shit?
1: Yeah, like RuPaul has like I listened to RuPaul's podcast and she has a hard time like sometimes people's like names mm-hmm. and like remember. It. It's really funny. Oh no. Yeah, so does Wendy Williams, it's
0: great. And after talking about Nicole Schrodinger, it's just a there's a clip of just her, just fucking up. Trying that night. to say, he's like Burger. Schlesenberg, <laughs> <"Sloschenberger." laughs> And then you're
1: just like, you know, you know who we're talking about? Nicole. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that girl. That girl. <laughs> that queen over there. <laughs> they went to the West Ferguson School of Journalism. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, try to get me to say Adam Levine or Levine or Lev- whatever the fuck <laughs> his name is still don't know oh my god we had we were in my office we were
1: we had auditions or whatever and this actor this one of our interns was like grabbing the actors and bringing them into the room and he goes he's he looks at the name we are auditioning like black women in their 30s i think and he's like monet monet and she was like it's monet, monet. <laughs> and i was just like in the room like like, um, Jesus. i was well, like, geez, how do you not know that that's Monet? it be any more white? Or straight, hello, Monet, yeah. change, like... Red. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of, like that RuPaul's
0: Drag Race, though, I'm not happy with the finale, oh. I'm gonna say. We'll it. get to that on our regular episode. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this episode is all about you. If you don't know who Steven is, uh, not only is he an author, by the way, um... But he is a Hollywood person. He's an independent filmmaker, writer, director, producer, casting. Yeah. He, you're the media kin to Charmaine's Media Barbie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Literally. I think the only thing you don't do is write and sing songs for your own. That is true because I, lyrics escape me. But uh, your movie Grind was yes. a
1: musical. It was a musical. We had an amazing music and lyricist team on it. Um, and watching them create, like I've watched them write songs and just that creativity that pours out of them. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys do that. Like, it's really fascinating. And Zelda has a, a very efficient way of saying something that's so simple, but also like cuts like right to the core of the emotion mm-hmm. that you're just like, oh God, I don't know. It's they're they're fantastic, but yes, I don't write
0: music. um, But you do write everything. You write everything else. So grind, grind is one of your films that was one of the uh, more recent ones. And then uh, tell our audience like some of the other films you've worked on and what you're working on now. Totally. Um,
1: So I mean, I went to an acting school in New York. Um, When I went there, it was called the School for Film and Television. Now it's the New York Conservatory of Dramatic Arts, the School Mm -hmm. of Film and Television. (laughs) Really long, really very long name. Yes um and one of our teachers there or a bunch of our teachers were sort of like you know don't wait for someone to give you a job create your own work and that's what i did my first short film is about jack and jill on the night of their senior prom um jill (laughs) goes to the prom with prince charming and leaves jack her gay brother alone and then his fairy godmother played by a drag queen sherry vine takes him (laughs) to the prom that sounds where amazing. He, where he meets a boy, and they dance, and they kiss. And obviously, I, I played Jack, and I obviously cast somebody that I had a crush on at the time <laughs> to play the person Smart. that I kissed. Um, and then from that, I learned a lot from doing that. I made it in under $2,000. Mm-hmm. It was a 10-minute short. Um, there are definitely things when I go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I wish I... This mm-hmm. was different. Oh, this mm-hmm. I wish this was different. But, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, from there, I made my next film, Welcome to New York, which is available on Deku, if anybody has Deku. And mm. if you don't, it's available to watch on Amazon Prime for free. Nice. Um, yeah, called Welcome to New York. Um, it's about five people's unique first experiences in New York City, and they all see the same therapist. That therapist is played by Sherry Vine. Um, we treat her like she is a woman, a uh-huh. la Hairspray. Uh-huh. Um, and Brent Corrigan is in it. Oh, cool. Um, his real name is Sean Paul Lockhart. It was at the time <laughs> in his life when he was, he had done a couple of indie features. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, my film, A Fairy Tale, was screened with Judas Kiss on the festival circuit, which mm-hmm. was a feature that he was in. We met in Austin. I was telling him about the film, and he wanted to be involved. Um, I sent him the script, and then he's like, yeah, that sounds like great. So I put him i put him in the movie. Um, and yeah, I'm really happy with that one, and that sort of, that played the festival circuit and did really well um and my line producer on that when we wrapped up that he was like oh I had this idea of this other sh- this other short um and it eventually be- uh, got called Grind mm-hmm. but it was a musical thriller um about essentially a serial killer on Grindr um which is that sort of like the twist at the end but Grind was always the the impetus for a feature mm-hmm. um initially what the short was was just the first act of the feature but then we did the film, we played the festival circuit, and we got feedback from audiences of what they liked, what they didn't like. So when we were done with the festival circuit, we rebroke the whole story, rewrote the entire feature. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things that happened during the process of making Grind was straight people got apps.
0: Tinder. So we yeah. always had
1: Grinder and stuff yeah. and Jacked, and, straight people we had to in the short we had to sort of explain what this uh-huh. is to straight people and then by the time it came out <laughs> they had
0: Tinder and Bumble and uh-huh. straight people adorable right I mean just the things uh-huh. they don't even know about it's know about incredible it. so we
1: did that it's a musical thriller with Anthony Rapp um, Claire Coffee. she played a, the Hexen Beast on Grimm for six seasons mm-hmm. um, and then this really hot model boy named Tasha Pelosi mm-hmm. nice. who actually did an episode of I believe Orange is the New Black in cool. uh, one of the
0: flashbacks and he speaks fluent Russian.
1: Look uh, at you!
0: Yeah. The thing that... Paving the way for the stars. So what I always enjoy and I always feel like we talked about this before on the show is like when a friend of yours is like, oh yeah, I do this and it's like something creative and you're like, oh God, I hope it's good. Uh-huh. Like, oh God, I hope it's good. I hope they're not uh-huh. terrible. <laughs> and then I remember you uh, wor- when you were working on this project and you sent around a couple of the songs mm. and I was like... Because I'm not a big musical person to begin with. Sure. Oh my god, they were so good. And that I have to credit to Derek Gregor, and Selda Sahin, our musical lyrics
1: team. They're, but again, like, they have those songs. Yeah. I mean, the there's a song, the first song in the musical is called Stay the Night. And Pasha, the hot model boy, is just looking for somebody. He's looking for something more than just a hookup. Mm-hmm. He wants somebody who's going to stay the night. And there's a line that goes, the bar's closed, but I'm still open. <laughs> And, like, there's a certain kind of Story sadness of my life. in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pretty much that is my life. Um, there's a sadness to it, but it just it's such a simple line that cuts right to your core. Yeah. And that's what I really responded to when they pitched me, the, like, a musical and hear the demos. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, and the setup and the premise are very interesting and um, something that I think catches your attention for sure.
1: And I also, like, it was really cool to work with Anthony Rapp, you know, if you had told high school me when I went to the theater and sort of watched Rent in the movie theaters, that I was going to then be, like, texting with Anthony Rapp a couple years later, I never would have believed you. Um, but it was it was fun. So then we did so we did Grind, we, we wrote the feature for it, we're trying to raise the money for that right now. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody wants to invest a half a million dollars invest. Um, into a musical, you should do it uh yeah you should watch Grind is also available on Deku and on Amazon for free so watch it if you love it and get in touch um
0: and then from there give him money give me money did did my cameo make it in so, um, I think so and, uh, yeah, oh yeah, no it did. Yeah. It definitely okay. did you may end up seeing me in a cameo <laughs> in the film. there's also it's like the big picture here yeah i <laughs> <laughs> us uh, talk about the important things right <laughs> yeah
1: and we have yeah the, you have to watch the, the very beginning of the movie to see it but yeah. we sort of have cameos of people from all over the globe uh, which is really cool um and then from there I just started working on other projects and producing other projects. And if it's not gonna be mine, like if I'm just gonna produce somebody else's thing, then it I need there needs to be a, a reason behind it for me. So mm-hmm. I created a pilot presentation last summer that um it's called The Strivers. It's gonna air at Outfest on July sixteenth. Oh awesome. Um in their T V division. Which nice. is really cool. Yeah. You know, we it was a couple weeks of a lot of work putting together this entire production. Um And we put it together and it looks fantastic um we released our trailer and i think the trailer looks great so i'm really excited to screen it out fast but i did that because while it's not necessarily my type of show or like sure that's not what i'm jonesing to work on i did it because there's an opportunity Mm -hmm. and i did it because now if this show sells i'm an ep on it Mm -hmm. and that's why i did it and also like when we were doing it yeah it was a crazy month but it was just a couple of weeks like it was worth that couple of weeks of craziness in order to maybe do a project that is worth something. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feature film that just had its world premiere at Film Out San Diego in San Diego. Um, it's an indie film that we shot for $40,000. We shot it back in 2015 and it's taken us years to get through post because we can't pay people and right. so it, it's, they're that, doing the favor and yeah, it's on yeah, their, yeah. their timeline. Um, but we just had a world premiere. We won the Audience Award for Best Screenplay we're getting ready to go to North Carolina and screen at the North Carolina Gay Lesbian Film Festival. Very cool. They've been super supportive of me in the past. Um, And we just did like a huge, like I think I just submitted to about 50 festivals um, earlier this week. And we're just trying to get the movie out there. Um, And yeah, I'm happy with it. It's, it's, it looks like we spent a lot more money on it than what we did, which is what I'm proud that's about. Great. Yeah, that's it's always, always uh, a
0: blessing. Yes. And all the money was raised, as
1: much as I, I bitched the entire time about how I needed more money to make this thing, and I still do, but we we did it, and it's all through Kickstarter. So we don't have any investors to pay back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the movie, once it starts making money, is immediately going to be in the green, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, a as a feeling. producer, I have points on the back end, but like even my leads, I gave... My leads points on the back end. You know, they were, they got good. paid, but they got paid such shitty wages. I think like, this is a way that it can put a skin in the game for them.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good you know, for you.
1: Well, I just, I don't, I'm not of this notion of like, oh, great, you did me this favor. Yeah. And now I'm going to fuck you over. You're not a, you're <laughs> not a Beyonce, which <laughs> we'll I mean, also talk like, <laughs> about on the actual show. <laughs> but like, I, they're, they're part of the team. We couldn't have done it without them. Yeah. And I, it's my way of showing, you know, how much
0: I appreciate them. Well, and it also I think gives people an incentive yeah. to really support it and be behind it and and all of that. And um, a couple of things that I wanted to bump on um, was and, and Richard Rich and I talk about this all the time on the show, especially with creators is dicks. Maybe yes, dicks for kidding. sure. <laughs> there there <laughs> are dicks in Golden yeah. Boy. Whoop. Um <laughs> No, I like you for it. Yeah. <laughs> even though you didn't know what you were doing with your first short film, you did it anyway. And, I mean, that is literally how we got to where we are today. In this (laughs) this fabulous studio with all of this high-tech equipment. (laughs) And the cute Uh, receptionist um, way out front. And the cute receptionist play out front, yes. Uh, And it also, you know, thousands and thousands of listeners now. You Mm. know, I mean, we're getting 20,000 listeners for our our little weekly show. So it's built up into something from nothing when we didn't know what we were doing to begin with, but you did it anyway. And the point is you learned from that propelled you onto the next thing. You utilize what you learned from having that first film out and done and still something you could show someone perfect or not. Still something you could be like, boop, here's my film. Totally.
1: I mean, a fairy tale took me around the country and The film itself traveled the globe um, and but it really kind of opened up opportunities for Welcome to New York and Grind. And then I produced this other short uh, short called Narcissist that played the festival circuit. And then I had this other film called If You Could Only Be You. I mean, at one point on the festival circuit, I had three or four films going simultaneously and I had certain festivals where I had multiple films. Screening in that festival damn i'm and and it's exhausting i was doing you know my day job i work in casting so i work about a 60 hour work week Mm -hmm. so it's work a 60 hour work week take a friday night red eye fly wherever do the festival all day saturday all day sunday late night flight back to la sunday night and then you start over and do the whole thing
0: Um, Yeah, I remember having conversations with you. or texting back and forth. And you're like, yeah, so this weekend I'm flying out to New York or I'm flying out wherever, and I'll be here for, like, 36 hours. (laughs) And
1: and I'm doing that for North Carolina. I'm taking a Friday night red-eye. I land in North Carolina at, like, 6 a.m. My screening is at 1 p.m. And then I'll be there for the rest of the day. I'll throw a pool party Saturday night, and then I leave Sunday, like, afternoon to fly back to L.A. Like, it's exhausting, but it's fun. I mean, it's fun but I'm there to support my film. I'm there to meet other filmmakers. Yeah, you're I'm there, there to. Work. to uh, yeah. And the adrenaline of that kind of like kicks in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also nice, I think, to go and have somebody, especially at, the, at these festivals, like have somebody representing the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk to people yeah. about it. Um, and especially, you know, hoping that there will be like a distributor there. And if they want to talk, like, great, let's talk about distribution. Um, so, yeah. And I. It's what's also been really great about the work that I do is uh, being able to find a market for it. Mm-hmm. My, I'm so Welcome to New York and Grind are on Amazon. They're also on Deku. I have another short of mine uh, called If You Could Only Be You that's on Deku. And then on Reverie, I have my film Carefree. I have a film called The Good Waiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of those films have signed a licensing deal without TV in Europe. Oh,
0: awesome. Um, yeah,
1: they're, they're launching a, uh, like, Netflix-type app for LGBT content in Europe. And I, I, uh, so Grind had its world premiere at Rosé Film Dachen in, in Amsterdam. So after that, they approached me about putting Grind on their platform. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, if you want Grind, here are my other films. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Would you
0: like to see my catalog?
1: And and they were great, and they wanted to sign all of them. And that for me, it's about, it's about the exposure, because you never know who's going to see something and where it's going to mm-hmm. go to. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that pilot presentation, I never expected it to get out Outfast, but I'm so happy that it is. And now who knows what's going to come of that? I'm getting ready to shoot another pilot presentation in August um, with a lot of cute boys in it. Um, And I'm shooting that and it's gonna be exhausting. It's gonna be a crazy two-day shoot, but it'll be a crazy two-day shoot. Mm -hmm. And then we put it together and then we put it out there and who knows, maybe somebody will wanna buy it. Uh, My producing partner and I also, uh, we have two shows right now that we're trying to pitch. On top of I have two other shows that I've already written that are like also in our catalog and we have Grind like, I'm constantly creating and constantly having projects available because you never know when an opportunity is going to say, yes, but this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to I, I say yes to everything. And then as things go, it will all work out. And if it doesn't work out, then you figure it out then. You jump off that bridge when you get there. But <laughs> sure I just like, I'm a big proponent Like, don't say no to anything because the one thing you say no to might be the one thing that actually goes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, like, here. That's why I moved to New York, and that's why I moved here. I'm trying to make my career happen. Yeah. Trying to have a nice house in the hills with a pool and a cute (laughs) pool boy. Exactly. Yeah.
0: There you go. It's the the dream. dream. It's the dream. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. um, Another thing you were talking about was... um, that I thought for a lot of our audience, because I like a lot of our audience is actually here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, and it's gay boys, surprise, what? but we, yeah. Right, I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's cute boys. Um. Reach out to us. But our audience does cross the spectrum, including several other countries, so if you're listening from the UK, hold on, let me see if I can get this right, hello, um, <laughs> <laughs> just <say> Cheers. <laughs> Anyway, good day, mate. I, th- I right. think so, yeah, I think some of our, uh, yeah, just, completely just, what we the show. they just turned the show off right now. Um, but so for those people who are sort of in those in between spaces, those places don't have film festivals, believe it or not, in the middle of mm-hmm. effing nowhere. Oh, yes. And it's, I,
1: so it's something that I've been building when I started with a, a fairy tale, because you go and you start talking to filmmakers. and like, oh, well, where else, where else have you screened? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear about this festival that festival. like, oh, that's already on my list. But then someone's like, oh, well, this festival's really great. You should submit there. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah. And then I, like, I email it to myself and then I look it up. Um, A lot of cities, I mean, Albuquerque, New Mexico has an LGBT film festival. And, uh, like, Providence, Rhode Island. And every, no matter how small a city is, like, even Wichita, Kansas, I think, has an LGBT festival. Really? Like, every every city there is because the reality is, is there are LGBTQ people everywhere, everywhere. Right. and the notion that we don't exist and that we just need to be like shoved in a closet and be hidden from view is very infuriating and it's why I love supporting LGBT film festivals because the, everybody needs this outlet. Everybody needs mm-hmm. to feel the sense of belonging and the sense of community.
0: And I would imagine too, they also draw people from surrounding cities and states mm-hmm. that are coming in or as you do to fly in for the weekend or what have you. Absolutely, and that's why I love going to festivals and I love going and
1: talking to people and you know sometimes the festivals are in maybe a larger city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people have to go. For example, where I'm from in Arizona, the closest mm-hmm. gay bar to where I, where, my, where I grew up in my parents' house, is an hour away from where I live. Wow. And like, that's the kind of commute some people have to make in Mm -hmm. order to just be around other gay people. And so I like that about film festivals, but there are film festivals in every, in every city, in every state. And I, I'm trying my best. I feel like as a producer, trying to get it out there as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And so I, I once had a, I had, I produced another feature called daddy and I had problems with our distributor when they didn't want to play certain festivals because, like, oh, that festival's too small for us. I'm like, who the fuck cares? Right. Like, we may not travel to whatever the small town yeah. city is because I don't want to go to that small town city, mm. but it doesn't mean we can't put a Blu-ray in the mail and the movie can yeah. go. Yeah. Like that to me, our our content should be as available to people as possible mm. and. Everybody, I think, has a story. And the thing that I really like about Golden Boys, we don't have labels. Our main character has a male love interest and a female love interest. And it's not an issue. It's not a thing. It just, it's a fact and it Mm -hmm. is what it is. And I think that that's something, that kind of fluidity is something that can really respond and do well across America and across the globe. People Mm -hmm. need to see that and it's not a thing. You know, I feel like we're finally getting that point to where it's not about the character being gay. They Mm -hmm. just happen to be gay. It's not about them
0: being trans. They just happen to be trans. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And that, to me, that kind of visibility and representation is.
0: Yeah. I mean, please, God, just give me a. Well, and I think we see that somewhat like on Modern Family. Yeah. Like there's just a gay couple. They're gay. They, they'd did yeah, never gotten into, like, how they came out. Yeah. Neither one of them, you know, is, like, going through anything, like, They're just stereotypically there. gay tragic or anything. They're just a gay couple. So yeah. And I think that's very important. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And it's, it's fun to go and travel and see what these gay bars are like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to go back to um, Durham for the North Carolina Gay and Lesbian International Film Festival. Uh, the last time I was there, there was this, like, so all the gay bars were like in Raleigh, but we were in Durham, which was like thirty minutes away. But most mm-hmm. of us filmmakers, we don't have cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so luckily this past year there was a gay bar that opened in Durham, and we were like, Great, there was yeah. a drag show. Oh my god and they right. had a drink called a slut bucket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right up our alley. Yeah. you know those like pails that you take to like the beach, like build sandcastles or whatever? So it was a little one, like probably like that tall, that oh, wide around. Oh my and god. they just filled it up with booze. Wow now. I'm an alcoholic, and yeah. I can handle my liquor, and I only needed one of those. And it was $10. Whew. Oh, it's amazing. Wow! I was like, this is the dream. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea.
0: What would you say to... But that's to... how they do it in Europe. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, how fun that's is fantastic. that? Fantastic. How yeah. fun is that to see how games Oh, and I love are, yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I love traveling. I, well, I obviously talk about it all the time. I love traveling, you know, going on... Not all over the world, but also even just throughout the United States, you know, there's so much diversity and so many different things just here within the continental yeah. U.S. I mean, but also get your passport and get yes. outside the U.S. Yes. But, um, what would I already you, I have
1: a girl who said she'll marry me in Canada when
0: this country turns into Gilead. So <laughs> Jesus yes. Christ. Oh, yes. I know. I play, have, bitch. I have a yeah. friend in Canada. Sean, I'm, I'm serious. I will marry you for the passport. <laughs> but, will they let,
1: but will Gilead let you, a gender traitor, out of the country? I'm marrying a woman to come uh, off as
0: straight. I don't know. I don't. I know can butch it up to get past customs. Yeah, but Gilead yeah, just toasts legal in in Canada, so. But they have to let you
1: out first.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. I do picture, you know, eventually, like um, District Nine. You know, where there's like a big <laughs> cement blocking at every like. Right. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So what i'm trying to ask is what would you say to creators now who are maybe at that phase where like they've written something or they have an idea or they're like you know they keep thinking of these little scenes in their heads you know how do they make that even if it's a 30 second fucking instagram short or well now you can do live videos on instagram so you can just do a little live yeah thing or whatever and make that your video how, how do they get from that concept or even something written on the page to completed? Yeah. I mean, you kind of just have to do it. I remember, um,
1: I did a play when I was in New York and this girl, Brianne, she wrote the show and she p- submitted to a theater festival and it got in so then she cast it and produced it and she wrote it and she directed it and she just did the thing. Um, and I remember at one point I was off stage waiting for my entrance back into the scene and I was just like, wow, Nobody gave her permission to do this. She just Mm -hmm. did it. And that's what sparked me doing a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. I just did it. I wrote it. I knew I wanted it to be short. I wanted it to be simple. Um, I actually just got drinks with um, a girl who works at an agency out here, but she wants to produce. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you just got to fucking do it. But it can't be so... Your first project cannot be so precious that if it's not executed at 100 that you're going to be upset so maybe save that one save like that one dream. and i, and yeah. I told yeah. her i was like write something else like not that i'm not happy with or i wasn't invested in a fairy tale yeah. But, yeah but it was a film that i knew i was going to make mistakes on and i was okay with that yeah was your learning yeah. step exactly yeah. and so make something and my the thing with the fairy tale it was it's 10 minutes it was two locations yeah we shot we shot it in two days and like, I, I went in making it very easy on a production standpoint um, mm. to, to do it. Yeah. Very small cast, limited locations. And
0: what about your equipment?
1: So that is where it always comes. That's where you have to sort of either raise money so you can pay people yeah. or just find somebody with a camera. Yeah. It's, you know, so many people, especially if you're making an indie project, the production value and... Production allowances. I I feel like people are given a pass a little bit more. Yeah. Um.
0: So, do you find somebody with the camera who can operate the camera themselves? Like a iPhone 10 HD is good enough quality. If it's good enough for Tangerine, there. Yeah. There's is, is is a, there a horror movie that just came out a couple months ago that was all filmed on an iPhone. That's like, th- that's their thing. I'm thinking on a small screen, that's probably fine, but a larger screen, that's what I'm curious well, about. Well,
1: they, it does shoot, you can shoot in like 4K mm-hmm. and 1080 uh, on your iPhone. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would get, if you're going to do, if you're just going to shoot on your iPhone, I would say invest in either an app that's like a stabilizer or get a handheld device yeah. that attaches to your camera mm-hmm. that helps stabilize the shot so it's not shaky. Or just attach it to a tripod if you're yeah. going to put it on a tripod. But there's also but you can places do you can rent the yeah. whole
0: kit. Right? You can They're rent the like, whole
1: kit. Yeah. My thing is like, find somebody with the camera, or if you don't want to do that, if you just want to do it on your iPhone, do it mm-hmm. on your iPhone. Um, and just do it. I mean, the it depends on how you're trying to execute it and and what you're trying to do if you're trying to learn. Because if you're just shooting it on your iPhone, then you d- maybe and depending on the scene, you won't need to get mics. But I mean, honestly, right. you need, for this pilot presentation I'm getting ready to do, it's going to be super low key. It's like, I'm just going to, I'm looking for a DP who has his own camera mm-hmm. or her own camera and sound guys. Hmm. Um, and what about lighting?
0: Because lighting most Most really of what
1: we're going to be shooting is outside. Okay. So that is where I'm going to lean on my DP and be like, okay, well, what do you need? Yeah. What are you thinking? If, if we could just get a couple of bounces, mm-hmm. then that can help. That can help in the
0: realms of lighting. Yeah, and if you're you're listening, you don't know what a bounce is. It's one of those little circles that reflects (laughs) sunlight. And I'll say, from being on, uh, you know, many photo shoots, like I've been in spaces where where we're at is not lit that well, and they can Mm redirect that light just to the right spot where the lighting looks incredible. Yeah, it totally works. Mm -hmm. How do you go about
1: casting? Uh, Well, that's my day job. So for me, it's fairly easy, because okay. I know a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, despite the presentation that I'm doing, I just kind of going through my catalog of actors in my head. And it's like, who would be good for this role? Who's available? Who's interested? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer, especially if it's your first project, sure, cast amongst your friends. But I think one of the biggest uh, things that affect indie film is indie filmmakers don't know the casting process. And so they audition people, but they don't know how to sort of sort through submissions, or they just Mm -hmm. cast their friends, and sometimes their friends are miscast, and they settle on somebody who's not right. So I'm a firm believer, get a casting director. Mm -hmm. If you have the money, hire a casting director. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the money, find a casting assistant or a casting associate who will do it for the credit of casting Mm director. Okay. Um, And let them cast.
0: Well, isn't, isn't there also sort of a... You know, a lot of your projects have name recognition, and isn't that also sort of a key factor in getting? Not that they have to be a a name, but they should be an actor. They should be with an agency. They should have either a rep or a manager or like it should be. Right.
1: Yeah, it helps. And It helps, but also just because you have an HR manager doesn't necessarily mean you're you're good. No. I audition a bunch of those actors
0: daily. But you're at <laughs> least but in the system. Yes. And that's. that's, that's, that's <laughs> you're yes. in the database. You're in the database. Well, right. And that's my
1: thing about you know it's very risky trying to cast real people in something scripted, because they're unreliable. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's good to have an actor who's done things, so you know that when they get to set, it's not going to be. A shit show. A shit show. Yeah. yeah. For lack of better term. <laughs> like, you want you want to make sure that they can show up and deliver and it's not mm-hmm. a bad, bad set, Because there's already
0: so many other things that could make it a sure. bad downside. Sure. Well, they've got to know, you know, where their marks are and where to look and all that stuff. And if you're working with someone who hasn't ever been on film before, there, you can't always take that time to learn with yeah. someone. And you learn what by doing that sometimes indie film, films yeah. don't have the... The luxury
1: of time mm-hmm. sort of yeah. to help you get it exactly. You know exactly. TV is more of
0: a machine, so we can they can sort of work around it. Mm-hmm. But you know, an indie film, they well, also don't have on, that luxury. Yeah, and TV you usually have a little more time. You have some rehearsals, some table readings. Some the actors have all met before. Like yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's just it it stretches it all out where you have a little more pr- preparation. Totally. Where you know sometimes you just gotta
1: you gotta you got throw to, it together you gotta yeah. to throw it together and i do say like i'm a firm believer always hire the best actor for the role on um, and welcome to new york we auditioned somebody and he was the best actor and he wasn't what i wanted physically because i wanted to cast this boy that i had a crush on and <laughs> after auditions i was like but he's the best actor so, for you i mm-hmm. see apparently <laughs> um But, I say that I have not me-tooed anybody. I have always been. (laughs) 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 We don't need you you on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. About that. If anything, like, I'm bummed because my, so I hired the best actor, and then we became friends. I got him an NBC pilot, and he had to drop out of my film two days before we started filming. So, I ended up casting the person that I had initially wanted to cast, and... In retrospect, I think he was flirting with me at the rap party, but I was like, no, I'm your director, I need to stay professional, and he's like, I'm rapped. And now, in retrospect, I'm kicking my own ass, because I was like, (laughs) goddammit, he's so hot. Um, But no, like, you, I, I'm, so I just want to be on record with him, not me tooing anybody. (laughs) If anything, when I cast people that have crushes on, it, like, definitively puts them out of reach for me, because I try to be professional. good.
0: You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, we better have to go to court for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like you, Character you just, just do right. the thing. Like that's the thing. You just yeah. gotta
1: go and do it, and you figure it out. Like that's the job of a producer, just figuring think it out. I that's part of the fun
0: sometimes. I mean, granted, and the more you, know, you do
1: it, it makes it yes. easier. Like yeah. now, doing this pilot presentation coming up. My director wants—he's reaching out to some DPs that he wants to work with. But I'm like, if not, I have people I can reach out to. You start to build this community, and you mm-hmm. can start reaching out to people, yeah. and then it's—it's it's less scary because now I'm not worried about, oh, are we going to have a DP? Yeah, we—we we are. Yeah. Someone's going to be there on the days that we're shooting. It, it's just a matter of who. And I have that mentality with casting too. Yeah. You audition people, like someone will
0: be there when the camera starts rolling. There you go. Less stress. Well, uh, Stephen, it has been an absolute delight well, thanks. doing <laughs> our very special bonus episode with you. How can our audience uh, follow you, get in touch with you? I know you have an email list where you send stuff out. I so, do. Yeah. So um,
1: one of the easiest ways uh, is my website. Um, it's com. But if you don't want to misspell it, you can go to stoc.biz. And it will redirect you to my website. I actually had
0: you in my phone as STO for the longest time. <laughs> my
1: my initials are STO. My email is uh, sto on the go. Um, <laughs> but that'll link you to my my fa- uh, on my website. I have my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. But essentially, it's at Stephen Tyler O'Connor for Facebook, at Stephen Tyler O'Connor on Instagram, and at ST O'Connor at, on Twitter. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm on. I'm on IMDb. I'm on Grinder. I'm on Instagram. You know, just, just find me and follow me. Christian mingle, Black people meet. He's mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Muslim mingle. <laughs> Farmers only. I love it. Um, but yeah, no. And I'm I'm in Los Angeles, but I do travel with my films. I update on my website when I'm traveling to a city.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. And if people around come to outfast on July 16th, I don't know if it's going to air before that, but uh, if not check us out, check out Golden Boy. Um, and there are links to all of my projects that I talked about on my website. So there's a link to Carefree, Welcome to New York, Grind, Golden Boy, Daddy, yeah, all, all my projects.
0: Awesome. And we asked this a lot of uh, creators that we have on the show. You obviously have had a lot of support over the years, mentors, people who watch your work, follow you, et cetera. So just if you have kind of a open mic now for your fans. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, just thanks for the support. I I would not be where I am with my films if it wasn't for film the film festivals and the programmers um, who came out and supported my film every time that I I was screening there and the the people who watch it and who give feedback whether it's good or bad. Just thank you. Like that's the biggest thing that we want as creators is we create and we want people to see it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just grateful that people are being affected by what I'm doing because that's the plan.
0: There you go. Yeah. And someone who is very organized and very together. And I think uh, one thing that you can also kind of do in this biz is like you have there. there are some templates you can use. You know, so if, when you kind of find someone, you're like, oh, this guy has his shit together. Use that as a template. Use that as your guide. <laughs> totally. you also have a guide for finances I do I wrote a yeah. book on
1: finances which is really? also available on Amazon yeah
0: oh, well. it, and um, it's directed more towards teens but yeah so honestly... it's, it's called finances for teens <laughs> the, the name should Most have been adults yeah
1: my publisher refused to do this and it's the one thing that I'm a little irked about but the book should be called finances for teens and those who spend like one yeah um, but that's awesome. it's called Finances for Teens, and I go over the very basics of banking. I used to be a manager at Bank of America when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, so it's all about the basics of finances, building good financial habits. You know what the difference between a checking and a savings is. What the difference between a debit card and a credit card are. You know, people think, oh, I have a credit card. I'll just use my debit. And I'm like, that's no. No. You okay. can run it as credit, but no.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I try to help instill in people, you know, early on, if you have an opportunity at your job to put money to a 401k just do it Mm -hmm. you know it's time is your friend when it comes to finances and if you put money away when you start at 16 17 18 20 it's going to have decades Mm -hmm. of compound interest and decades of interest building um whereas if you start saving for retirement when you're 40 you've missed out on 20 years of potential Mm -hmm. interest exactly yeah i think
0: that's uh very very smart advice the the book is great find it on amazon it's called Finances for teens. Yes. Um, and there's a link to it on my website. There you go. It's all there. It's all Everything's on my website, yes. including my phone number. Hey, watch out. <laughs> he did mention he was single, y'all, and ready to mingle. Ooh. And what's was cutie. Right? So, Give this man yeah. some more wine. <laughs> uh, we will. We're going to roll into our regular episode. You roll um, me over? What? No. That yeah. too. If yeah, yeah, you that's like, it. it's fine. We can. Uh, you guys, uh, obviously, you know, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. It's on the show notes. Thank you for listening. We will be back soon. Until next time, Bye. bye.